This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, a good goal! Mike Bar post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it. It's Cradley! Colin Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant goal from Harry McCurdy! for the purists and diehards and for this one as Swindon lose 3-1 to Plymouth Argyle in the Papa John's Trophy Southern Section Group E it's another pod for Dan hello Dan hello I certainly am uh, a purist and a diehard Uh, pleasure to join you I've got a cup of tea on let's do this let's do this indeed because there were no expectations for this game in terms of win lose or penalty shootout loss win <laughs> and it was a stronger lineup than we had before yeah. but in terms of the game itself ooh, it was slow yes um certainly first half anyway we were up against a team that was physically and in terms of fitness as well just a lot better than us um we did you know a bit of good work in the second half to sort of put up a bit of a fight but um Ultimately, we'll look back at this night as the night where, thankfully, no one got injured. A few lads made the comeback. Um, they'll be fitter for it. And Hepburn Murphy made a big impression. Yeah, made an impression, didn't he? So Swindon's lineup, we all we were all guessing, and there were a few differences. So Sol Brin kept his place in goal. So no place for Connor Brand just yet. Perhaps. If we're eliminated before Bristol Rovers, he'll get his debut there. We must be eliminated now, aren't we? 
Um, I think, well, Palace and the Rovers haven't played yet, have they? So, are we um, clinging on? Are we win? desperately we're clinging on? We're clinging on for dear. <laughs> Give it up, your mad life. Man. No, we're going to Wembley. Uh, Reese Devine got a debut, got 83 minutes. Uh, Tom Clayton was one of the players who kept his place. Kieran Brennan made an appearance and Romeo Hutton played. Also in midfield, we had Saidu Khan, a return for Ellis Iandolo. He played 64 minutes of this game. Great to see him back. An appearance in what is his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth season with Swindon. Remarkable <laughs> stuff there in modern terms. Ricky Aguilar in midfield. Um, and then you had uh, the wingers of Mo Dabre and Morgan Roberts making his debut, and Tyree Shade playing 58 minutes. Coming on was Rashawn Hepburn-Murphy, Anton Dvorak, and later on Harvey Fox. So those are the players that that we saw. It was reasonably... Um, it was it was the predictable mix of players for Plymouth Argyle. Mm-hmm. So you had people like Brendan Galloway, James Wilson, uh, Danny Mayer, who we all used to obsess over, didn't we, mm-hmm. uh, many moons ago, and Sam Cosgrove up front. So... Quite a strong selection of first-team players, you know, League One players, ultimately. And despite a a brightish start from Swindon, it it soon became apparent that Plymouth fielded enough players to make this not too difficult for themselves. Yeah, you're right. I think the match, you know, after the early throws, quickly settled into the pattern of, you know, Swindon looking a bit scared to to get at them because we were worried about what they were going to do to us coming the other way. Um, Lindsay referenced that in the post-match I heard in the car um, normally we would just do our thing and let the other team worry about us but actually tonight in the second half he, he changed the formation to try and match them up um, you know it's a bit, quite a big compliment to Plymouth even if it was a mixed Plymouth side um, yeah I, I think the big difference what I saw in the first half was actually physically and in terms of aggression um, Plymouth were quite an unforgiving, unforgiving bunch. Um, Shade with his back to goal did his best once again. A couple of okay bits of play, but generally just got bumped and buffeted around, um, which meant Swindon really struggled with that out ball. The two wide players, um, Dabre and Roberts, um, especially Roberts, really struggled to get into the game first half. Um, Dabre, like usual, lots of endeavour, lots of pestering and harrying and a couple of um, moments where he did nick the ball back and do some okay stuff but yeah the other thing was when Swindon had a a goal kick and it seemed to be every three or four minutes um, Clayton and Brennan sort of peeling off as the short option Swindon really struggled with the next ball which is usually you know involving Louis Reed in one guise or another um, Khan, Agia, Iandolo really didn't offer that next ball out, um, which is shouty. Khan is a very different player to to Reed, and I think Khan had a better second half, maybe with the the slight change of shape. But yeah, we had no out ball from the keeper in the two centre halves to actually play the ball at the pitch on the floor, and when we did go long, predictably, um, we losing balls in the air and, and sort of giving the ball straight back to Plymouth. So, yeah, tough night in that regard. Um, the other thing worth mentioning in terms of the first half, I think, with Iandolo at left centre midfield, clearly not match fit, easing his way back. And Devine, who 
played on my side, on the Arkell's side uh, in the first half at left back. He was visibly puffing for a lot of that first half. Um, and again, understandable first game of the season. Didn't play much in pre-season either. But to have those two in that sort of left pocket, that left channel, it just made us quite weak down that side. And that's that's kind of where the the first goal came from, really, with Iandolo um, slightly overplaying on the, the left touchline, getting caught. Uh, I think on another day, he would have brought the player down and taken the yellow card, but he was already on a yellow card from a sort of late, cynical tackle earlier in the half. So, yeah, it's just, again, don't want to overanalyse because the most important thing is that Divine and Iandolo both got uh, what was it? Iandolo, 60 minutes. Divine, probably a bit surprising to get 83. They'll be much better for it. But um, certainly the players you were looking to sort of dazzle and, and really make a case, Roberts, Aguiar, um, really struggled to get in the game. Shade, I will, I will stress, he, he, did his, he did his best up front. And our best moment of the first half um, came from a sort of shade run down the left cross across the goal and Dabre um, sliding in. I, I don't know if the shot was saved or blocked. Rich, you probably saw it on the, the iFollow stream. Um, that that was our best chance of the half. That was once it had gone to 2-0. To but uh, in terms of other chances, we were, we were struggling a bit in that first half. Yeah, and it, it seems to be the case when, when Swindon lose this season it kind of happens in a a short spell of of a couple of minutes or 10 minutes doesn't it where mm. it, it goes just a little bit skew whiff it, it didn't feel like a game which was 2-0 at half time it, it was a firm nil nil you know Plymouth weren't you know going crazy in front of our goal or anything but there was just a two minute spell where they scored two goals wasn't it and uh Enlighten me, Rich, on, on the first goal. So watching it live, it was a bit of a curious one. The, so the cross in had come to the little striker's feet. Was it Jenkins? Um, and from where I was at, it almost looked like Kieran Brennan kind of tackled it in. So I was I was thinking own goal live. Um, but was it was it a finish from what you saw? I never saw so anything to make me think, oh, that was lucky. But I saw a lot of people say say that. Um, I can't remember it. I haven't seen it back since. Oh, okay. so. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> I'm leaving the countdown, coming home, putting Little into bed, and then getting ready for this pod. I've I've not seen it again. But it was there was certainly an element of sort of you know Brennan made a last ditch attempt. I was on I was on Patreon duties, so uh, I only had one eye on the game. The root of that goal was. Um, you know, us in possession on the left touchline with Iandolo getting caught, not being able to foul the man. Um, cross comes in and no matter how it ended up in the goal, it was um, sort of 1-0. Uh, Bryn was advancing out and sort of the shot was taken or the tackle, whatever it was, was taken early enough. Bryn wasn't really set and uh, sure enough, 1-0. Mm, yeah, and then the looping header for the second one, which mm. which I do remember. And I remember thinking, that's just a nice header, isn't it? That's just a well, well-placed well header. Well, we'd had a warning shot earlier in the, earlier in the half where um, a sort of deep cross from Plymouth's left was met at the back post quite fiercely. And, and Reese Devine actually had, had made a very good blocking, it, well, I'm not sure what to call it, header. Or it sort of hit his body and, and went out for a corner. So we'd had... 
we'd had a bit of a warning about that, that overload at the back post. Um, and that's exactly where goal two came from. Plymouth in possession, down by the corner flag, deep left wing cross and um, that sort of extra man arriving at the back. Was it the Plymouth sort of um, right back, right wing back? Oscar Halls, who scored Oscar it. Oscar Halls, yeah. Um, yeah, he seemed to be playing off the, uh, the sort of deeper right. And um, yeah, just one of those agonising looping headers where, again, Bryn, middle of the goal, didn't have much chance, you know, unless he's 12 foot tall. And it just nestled nicely into that that back corner. So, yeah, just like that, 2-0 to Plymouth. Um, the only silver line being Swindon had plenty of time in the match to, to turn it round and... Um, I've already mentioned the the good Dabre chance, which um, could have made it 2-1. Um, before that, Iron Delow had had a shot from the edge of the box, um, which forced the keeper into a decent save. Nothing nothing special. Um, the only other thing I've, of note I've really jotted down um, in a hurry is um, once we finally did get the ball to, to Roberts, um, you know, the first flash of what we'd seen from him, he sort of drove inside. Had a left foot shot, um, hit fairly well, sort of blocked and cleared. Um, yeah, I guess you know, longer term, that's that's more of what we want to see from Roberts is that left footed right winger cutting in, either crossing or, or shooting. So just a few little green shoots there from Roberts. But yeah, generally really struggled to get the ball to Roberts' feet um, and get him involved. Um, yeah. Uh, what else of note? Um, no, nothing really. It's just sort of disappointing to be two 0 down. Had a couple of chances. Could have, could have gone in at two one, but no, not really enough to to bash the door down. Unfortunately, I'm go- You know, this is the sort of stuff I dwell on as I as I turned thirty nine recently. <laughs> that the um, the two halftime. Well, the two goal scorers in the first half of Plymouth, Will Jenkins Davies and Oscar Halls, combined aged of thirty-three. Oh, well, I, the name yeah. Jenkins rings a bell, um, and I think I know now. I now know why. Um, so I think he, Steve, he is it his son? Is it? No, but oh. that's the only Jenkins I care <laughs> about. Well, no, um, I think the Plymouth under eighteen spanked our under 18s. 7-0 earlier in the season. I think that Jenkins may have got a few of them uh, for Plymouth under 18. So, yeah, I mean, if, if their combined age is uh, 33, blimey, they've got um, some very capable under 18s there, um, you know, benchmarking against the young lads who we've played in the um, the Papa John's this season. The, you know, that, that Plymouth Academy looks in good nick. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um, sometimes you watch these games and... And Swindon, especially because we watch them all the time, sometimes our 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds, you can see that they are that way, yeah. they are that age. And some of these Plymouth players, although very, very young, they stood out as quite comfortable around. I think what Schumacher has done there is he's picked the first team players that really can do a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. for some of these guys to just do their thing without worrying. I think defensively Plymouth did set up more experience, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And certainly you could see that on the pitch from the Birmingham Loney Cosgrove is a massive bloke. Um taller than I'd appreciated from when I'd seen him play previously for Aberdeen and um I saw a couple of goals he scored at uh, where did Plymouth win when he made his debut? That'd have been a derby, derby away, wouldn't it? He got a couple of goals on his debut for Plymouth. 
go on the football league show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he he was a real pest, a real fawn in Swindon's side, and you know how we could have done with him uh, up front through the middle tonight. Uh, it really would have given Swindon a, a much better platform to get higher up the pitch and, and play. So um, yeah, Plymouth certainly look. I've got themselves a good target man option there in in Cosgrave. Um, I mean, sort of enviously think about the early in the window where I think we were kind of linked with him or we were dreaming about him in the uh, LS Pod WhatsApp group. But uh, yeah, that would have been quite a coup on tonight's evidence. Um, but yeah, Danny Mayer in the middle of the park uh, has been a fawn in our side in previous years for a few sides, including Berry all the way back. Um, uh, very good player for Plymouth when they beat us a couple of times in. League One in the season where we weren't allowed in. So, yeah, I think you're right. They they kind of got the balance right for them. Um, Halton in the middle, sort of been there, done it. Uh, Galloway at the back, uh, another sort of monster in terms of size. So, yeah, it was, it was tough because Swindon were probably stronger in those back two thirds of the pitch in terms of experience. It was just a bit limp up front against, you know, some pretty bruising defenders. But the second half was better. Happy to report. <laughs> Good. Although he didn't come on until the 58th minute, it, it was all about, even before he came on, it was all about how Rashan Hepburn Murphy was going to do. Um, were there any moments before that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, first thing to say, I think the change in shape, um, which Lindsay described post-match as, you know, we kind of went, Four box two, whereby we'd had, and these are Lindsay's words, not mine. Uh, two number fours and two number tens to try and match them up. Um, so I guess from that you sort of had Khan um, plus uh, Iandolo at the base of that, um, Aguirre and one of Roberts or Dabre as those like two number tens to try and match Plymouth up, and it, it did help us get much more of a, a foothold in the game. Aguiar was more involved. Roberts, definitely more involved, second half. Um, he, Roberts, had a sort of good chance, um, a nice little quick turn in the box and a, a shot across goal, which um, unfortunately their sort of spin on the shot was always taking it away from the the back post. But it was a, a decent decent little flash of uh, what he's capable of in the, in the box. Quick feet, quick drop of a shoulder. Um, probably... Another very, very good chance for Dabre. Uh, again, fed by a, a shade run and cross down the right. Dabre came sliding in, hit his body and somehow didn't go towards goal, which was most frustrating because <laughs> the goal was gaping. Um, I mean, he's not done a lot wrong. He slid in, he's trying to make contact with it. And he, um, he just frustratingly ended up in the, the arms of the keeper, which, again, if that had gone in at that point, could have been a, a much more interesting game. Uh, but yeah, so we then had shade off uh, Hepburn Murphy on. It was at the 63rd minute. We'd also had um, Dwarzak for Iandolo. I think um, the best compliment I can give Dwarzak uh, whilst we're on him, um, you, know, you didn't really notice, you know, a, a drop off in midfield after that point. I think I think Dwarzak was neat and tidy. Always wanted the ball. Um, Unfortunately for him, he had a shot uh, right at the very end where he sort of uh, dragged it wide from outside the box, but it had opened up for him beautifully. (laughs) 
lots of people saying shoot. Um, but yeah, we definitely um, that the Hepburn Murphy introduction really gave us an injection of life and energy. Um, the sort of twin threat is what I would say on the the first viewing. So um, runs and balls over the top. So uh, he seemed to time his runs well um, to not be offside. Um, his very first touch came from a, a run and ball over the top, which found him. Unfortunately for Hepburn Murphy, I think he took the shot a bit early. Um, he had more time. He could, he, yeah, he could have gone on another five yards, committed the keeper. He went a bit clever, I think. He he kind of wanted a wrong. I think the he gave him place the eyes. he was going to put it. Yeah, yeah, he gave him the eyes, and I think it was the place where he thought the goalkeeper felt that he probably wouldn't go for, and he went for it. And it was probably the one area the goalie had any other place, especially on the other side, and it's in, and it's a, it's an instant impact. It wasn't one. Of, it's one of those things, and probably with a few more minutes on the pitch, or maybe a few more games, then he's he's sticking that in all day. Long. Absolutely, yeah. Um, at the very least, he hit the target. Uh, made the keeper save it out for a, a corner. So yeah, that was a really good uh, introduction. Um, so balls over the top is one of the threats. He's obviously very quick in behind, but he also showed he's very sort of combative and comfortable with the ball into feet. Um, and you know, with bigger defenders right up the back of him, um, he's sort of nice propensity for that little like dink ball around the corner then spin off so I think um I think fans are gonna really really like Hepburn Murphy it was only half an hour tonight but um just that willingness to try things as well so his next chance sort of uh, a ball into him back to goal in the middle of the goal and he um attempted a, a right foot over a kick which you know sailed over but uh, again just another flash another example of why everyone um, is kind of rightly excited about this sign-in. Um, and Scott Lindsay, again, for the praise for him um, post-match uh, for, for what he did tonight and what he's going to do as a sort of impact sub in the next few weeks and eventually, hopefully, a, a starter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you said earlier, it's absolute gift-wrapped um, goal for him. Uh, one of the Plymouth defenders getting in a right old mess, trying to back-header to the keeper, which just sort of span off his head and you know, Falva <laughs> Hepburn Murphy. He's on his toes well, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he was straight he in there. Well. Straight in there. Um, finished with aplomb. You know, you'd hope he's never going to miss those ones. But um, yeah, the, the other big ticks in the box room, you know, sort of several runs uh, and turns where he had to be obstructed by the Plymouth players, which led to to bookings for the Plymouth players. So I think he's going to be a real nuisance. And given that he's had 30, 35 minutes tonight and made such a big impact, you know, absolutely no harm in bringing him on for the last 15 or 20 at Grimsby. Um, um, if you one nil down, he's going to be, he's going to be the difference maker sometimes, I think. Would, would you say, I mean, it's not going to surprise me if, if he doesn't, feature that much for the first, for the next few weeks you know he'll start against Bristol Rovers but I think he is going to be impact sub if needed and I don't think they'll risk him unless absolutely necessary um given that he has been out for a long long time and yeah, yeah. he looked he looked good he looked eager that was the best oh, way even if he did eager, score yeah. yeah he looked like he 
he he's been not able to play football for a long long time and it was his chance to get back out there and at the same time you got to be careful in that because that's where silly injuries have occurred don't they you yeah, know where, yeah. you know i'm not expecting him to be in the first team as a as a as a starter anytime soon but i i imagine he'll be locked in on that bench as long as he's fit to give us that much needed i mean it's it's it can't be denied that attacking wise we are short of that real threat if things aren't going well with our 11 you know that we don't have that much in supply if Wakeling isn't cooking essentially Mm -hmm. so um so he'll be a very welcome addition firstly on our bench and then in the first 11 absolutely yeah um I I mean it's probably going to be the sign-in we hoped Jaden Mitchell Lawson would be um short Pacey um, initially used as impact sub, but I think, I mean, it didn't work for Mitchell Lawson, clearly, but I think we've already seen more in half an hour tonight from Hepburn Murphy than to to suggest he's got a higher ceiling um, than Mitchell Lawson. So, you know, even if it is five minutes at Grimsby, 15 minutes against Northampton, half hour against Newport, just slowly build them into it um the next one of these is not until 18th of october so i suspect that will be hopefully his first 80 or 90 minutes um for using him sensibly but i mean at the end of the day if he if he's making a big impact off the bunch um bench even um then the clamor will be there for him to to start and end of the day, you can always take him off after fifty-five or sixty. So there's that's the other way of building someone up. You know, it doesn't always have to be off the bench. But yeah, I, I definitely we've had a lawyer still injured. Um, Williams away at the weekend. Yeah, he's a very very welcome addition to our bench. Same with Iandelo getting back in there. In the mix tonight, I completely agree about the comparison with Mitchell Lawson of what we want from him. In and in fairness to Hepburn Murphy, he's got more pedigree than Mitchell Lawson had too. So you know he's got all of those England youth caps from sixteen to twenty. Um, he played for Villa at least once over five seasons for them. Yeah, um, I think and... he made his debut at sixteen, didn't he? They were very yeah, excited so about he was, him. He was a big, big prospect for them. It didn't work out, and then. His move over to Cyprus was curtailed quite seriously by injury because he missed his whole second season um, through injury. So he's, yeah. he's that was his first game for over a year. You know, it's 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 gonna it's gonna take a, a little while. And if this current Swindon setup, in terms of medical, have any say, then it he won't play unless he's ready to play. Yeah. And if they're worried, they they probably won't risk him. So you know, I I trust Swindon to look after him, and and hopefully he'll he'll have an impact. I can't get this out of my head. The fact that I didn't notice until this evening that Rashan is just Ian Rush, Rush Ian. Um, <laughs> so here, so here's is it his hoping he scores as many goals? <laughs> oh, yes, please. Well, uh, he's got one goal from one sub appearance, so the signs are good. Uh, and you're right. I think. A little bit of caution required. Um, he is coming back after a very, very long layoff. Um, it might frustrate a few, but I suspect, like I say, his first 80 or 90 minute match will probably be that one against Bristol Rovers. So just a bit of patience from the fan base. Um, 
build him up, and hopefully in the long run, we'll get a lot more out of him. But compared to the other people coming back after long layoffs, um, Iandolo, who did look very rusty, you know, understandable, and Divine, who you know, was visibly blowing and you know, looked off the pace, again, understandable. But yeah, Hepburn Murphy looked sharp. <laughs> so whether that's just quick, short players look sharp just because like, it's their style or what, but he didn't look off the pace, didn't look um, rusty. He was really, really quite sharp. So um, whatever work we've done with him before we signed him, because it sounded like he was training with us for a month or so before or however long it was, um, and the work we've done with him since has clearly not been work wasted. No. Divine hadn't played since getting injured early in that friendly against Eastleigh, which is over two months ago. So I'm very surprised he played as long as he did. But Me too. Yeah. It's there, it's done. So he'll feel good about that amount of time he's had. They didn't they didn't risk many more of the younger players for this game. You mentioned Dwarzak, you know, under eighteen and he's already got what, four Pro games. Notable, wasn't it? He got half hour at Warsaw in the League Cup, which is, you know, a big vote of confidence in him. All of his games have been about half hour yeah. for this season, um, haven't they? Which is great to see. Yeah, comfortable. In terms of frame and physique, he looks like he could do a, a bit of filling out. But, um, you know, I, I can't say I've looked at him on the pitch and thought he's been exposed physically in the times I've seen him. And he's got that key ingredient of just wanting the ball. And you know, actually looking after the ball. So fast forward 12, 18 months. Um, yeah, hopefully he has a big year for the under-18s. We've got the FA Youth Cup. We'll come around quick enough in November, uh, hopefully December, Jan, if they, if they keep proceeding through the round. So, um, yeah, I suppose the, the, the one little shame, um, Abby Carnu and um, others didn't get on, especially when you know went to 3-0. Um, I think we'd done our subs in such a way that we we couldn't really make any more, could we? Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm sure Bristol Rovers away will be another heavy mix of players that need the minutes and, uh, and early injuries. Yeah, your boy Mo Dabre, that's his eighth Swindon appearance. I'm I'm trying to figure out if anyone has played more games for Swindon without playing a league game. <laughs> Well, he, ha- he has played an FA Cup game, which is He's played a, FA Cup, a legitimate, Cup and... legitimate yep. first team game. And he did he did tackle a Man City player. So you can always say that no matter what happens in his career. I think I know where you're going with this. It's, you know, is he developing? Is that roughly your line of questioning? Um... I'm more intrigued with the fact that he's he's an absolute nailed on part of the 18 in the Cups. Well, he was on the bench a lot last season, but he was never getting on, was he? He was, he, no. it was, he was never going to get on unless they were running out the clock. I don't think that's my question because he is only well, he's twenty in January, so in in football terms, that's not a baby anymore. You know, he's not going to be on the highest wages in the world. We, he's either got to go out on a long term loan, you know, because these cup games are running out, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. he needs he needs games to play. Well. What I would say for for Dabre, I mean, I agree with you. I think now we're out of the uh, JPT, um, Audi V vans, whatever you want to call it. Um, it probably is the time to be looking for that. You know, can you get them on loan somewhere till January? Hopefully, fifth or sixth tier. Um, but yeah, in terms of tonight, 
very easily you could be looking at uh, a performance where he notched two goals from a total of about seven yards. <laughs> um, without seeing the chances again, um, it's hard to judge, um, you know, whether you could attach any blame to the first one in the, the first half where it was sort of saved or blocked roughly on the line. Um, second half, element of bad luck in the way that he slid in, made a connection with the ball, but it just ended up in in the keeper's arms somehow. So now I think he comes out tonight with a bit of credit. Um, once again, the, sort of, the best features of, of Dabre are just his total work rate, endeavour, and just that sort of like annoying, just little ferret of a player, just always at someone's heels. Just snap, snap, snap. Yeah, I, there's, there's definitely a player in there. I think the next loan is a very important one for him. I think he's shown, despite his diminutive size, like he can handle himself. Yeah, I don't think I was starting this conversation as a criticism to him, but I think it's more the fact that there are games are running out for him to impress. Yes. And he is only contracted to the end of the season. So if we want to seriously consider, I mean, if they see him as a squad player every year, like Iandolo was for the first three or four seasons, mm-hmm. then, then so be it. But yeah, he, he's fit almost certainly willing. So let's give him some minutes in non-league and and see what he can do down there just to keep him ticking over before the silly season of the winter arrives where injuries start to emerge, don't they? So, yeah, because um, yeah, he is, after all said and done, he is a senior player. You know, he's got a lot of work to do, but he's not an under-18. He's, he's, he's there oh, to no. compete. In terms of those more likely to compete for places against Grimsby what about Brennan how do you feel he did that was his first appearance for a while he was our second best centre half on the night Um, Clayton well Clayton and Brennan were both knocked about a bit by Cosgrove albeit again mitigating circumstances there Cosgrove was about two inches taller certainly above Clayton Um, Clayton I mean, it was late in the match. It was kind of irrelevant, but he did get a bit isolated and exposed for the the Plymouth third goal, um, sort of getting really too touch tight to the the young 48 you'd come on, um, getting in a bit of a tussle wrong side of him, which allowed Ryan Hardy to steal in. And, you know, he finished with a plomb. It's kind of never in doubt after he went through like he did. Oh, yeah. A bit rude of them to put on senior players, I know, wasn't fancy it? that. Poor form. What do they want to do? Win this bloody thing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, that's a handy sub to bring on in this kind of game. Rude. Yeah. I think he came on in the uh, the corresponding fixture last year. When he Swindon scored against us, yeah. Oh, did he get the he goal? Sc- okay. well, he, he, no, he, he started... Oh, yeah. He, started in the, he scored against us in the league. I'm fairly sure, but he played that game. But he did come on last season when we beat yeah. him three-one. Yeah. Um, but no, he, I mean he took his goal very well. But yeah, I mean what I'm saying there is, I think Clayton and Brennan have had a bit of a bumpy night, um, albeit against the talented, physical player in Cosgrove. Um, I would say Clayton was the better of the two. Hutton was pretty steady, um, four or five. Um, very good crosses in the match. Um, some unlucky uh, finishes on the end. There was one to the near post, which Hepburn Murphy sort of hit up into his own face or chest as he was trying to turn it in at the 
the near post. I think Hutton's done okay. Uh, Khan was frustrating first half. There's a couple of moments where he sort of burst through and you're then looking for that next pass, the sort of execution of the the sort of the bit that was going to unlock. And twice I remember he under hit passes, didn't didn't quite hit him with enough pace to reach that next uh, attacking player. I think second half he was better. Um some good driving runs, one very fierce shot towards the end, which clonked a, a Plymouth defender blocking. Um Aguiar was the, the disappointing one, really. Um, I was having a chat with someone uh, earlier today, and I, I think the comment I made was actually, Aguiar's been a bit unlucky not to be playing ahead of, of Darcy, given you know Aguiar is sort of chomping at the bit to, to get into the first team. Darcy didn't have a stellar night against Sutter and was better against um, Doncaster at the weekend. But unfortunately for Aguiar, he really struggled to make a mark on the match first half was a bit better at the start of the second. Um, there's one sort of buccaneering run down the right byline where he kept chipping it over people's heads like Paul Gascoigne in Euro 96. Um, so eventually blocked out for a corner, but yeah, just, he, he's, he's not done enough tonight. Put it that way. They're not, they're not doing it. They're not rushing with Aguilar now, are they? No. Now he signed his three-year deal. Up until very recently, I was like, he needs to be on the bench. But whether I think that or not, I don't think is relevant. I think, again, that's somebody who might find themselves a lone move if they can find the right club. And for him, it's not a Chippenham town, or it shouldn't be a Chippenham no, town. No, no, no. It should be a National League um, side. Yeah, um, he's looking at top end fifth tier, isn't he? If he's going to go down there, if we if we're taking his development seriously, which yeah. I've no doubt we are, he, he he is now he's bypassed the south and north. He's he's now he's now national league as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of fans have been screaming out for him to at least get minutes from the bench um, in some of those games that he hasn't played this year, and he hasn't. Maybe they've got a plan for Ricky Agua. Um, and maybe once Hepburn Murphy is fit, maybe I know they're not the same position. Then um, maybe he goes out on loan. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I take your point because if Hepburn Murphy becomes a a sort of starting winger, then you can actually Williams sort of goes back into the the midfield pop maybe a little bit more. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like well, it's not make or break. Clearly, we've got him on a three-year deal. There is no need to rush, but it's just in that sort of purgatory position. Right, I, I think he is good enough to play most weeks in League Two, but um, we do have some talent in our midfield already with Reed, Gladwin, Williams, um, Khan hasn't been in the the team recently, so yeah, he's just gonna probably have to wait a little bit longer. Might need an injury, but um, when he came in February March time last year, he did he did grab his chance with both hands. Um, those two goals against Walsall in the the five nil win, very impressive. So, I I think he's just something's going to need to fall in place for him to to get that chance and then make sure he grabs it. But um, yeah, he he had a tough night in that in that midfield, not unlike a few others. So yeah, well, if we're looking for, I mean, that final score three one loss. Oh well, um, no one's going to lose sleep over no. that. Enough of that though. Who's the man of the match? We get to choose. We don't have fans for the cups. It's just it's just you and you alone. Hey, wow! Phil Smith on the radio gave it to Shade, and 
I think there's merits there. I think for the time he was on the pitch, um, he was our best outlet, even if he had a a tough night with his back to goal. Um, he put two chances on the plate for Dabre. So I'd say he's in the run-in. Um, Bryn quietly had quite a good night, um, despite letting in the three goals. Um, he was bumped into quite a lot as he went to gather high balls, made some smart saves. So he probably gets a bit of an honourable mention. But I'm going to give it to the impact sub because I think his impact was so great Wow. Um, and exciting that even for the half an hour he was on the pitch. I think Hepburn Murphy has shown enough there and got his goal, even if in fortunate circumstances. I think probably Hepburn Murphy from Shade. Yeah, that's Ian Rush Hepburn <laughs> Murphy to you. <laughs> Great moustache. Uh, I'm not letting yeah. that go. Yeah, <laughs> a hell of a moustache. Let's see more of it from our very own Rashawn Hepburn Murphy. Gets man of the match. Well done him and I think that'll do um uh, congratulations to Swindon Town women for a, th- a fantastic 3-2 yes. win over AFC Bournemouth at the weekend Annie Coulston with a hat trick lovely stuff yeah I look forward to the Dan Designs uh, Annie Coulston special um yeah unfortunately I, I wanted to go out and watch that but just the um the childcare arrangements didn't allow but I was, I was really pleased to see them hang on for the 3-2 um, it looked like there's a good couple of hundred out there at three quid a pop, at three quid a pop. You know, hopefully they more than covered the the cost of the pitch hire. And a few people have watched uh, watched the game and thought, you know what, I'll go, I'll go and watch another one. Yeah, brilliant. It seems to be gathering a little bit of pace there. Yeah, so they're, they're, getting, they're getting locals go and watch them, which is great. And it sounds like a bit of bit of angst or spice yes. in, in the game as well, which. I love to see whatever the level. <laughs> Give me some angst. Followed by some passive aggressive tweeting, which uh, oh, we all enjoy. I suspect the fines aren't quite as great at that level. Which isn't a reason to do it, but well, maybe it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, congratulations to them. Lovely victory. Um, I think that will do for this one. Dan, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 